Hello and welcome back to another episode of Girlfriend Let Me Tell You the Podcast, the podcast for the single black mother, where each week I will discuss situations and experiences that single black mothers can relate to, or I will bring you topics that I feel like all single black mothers should be aware of. I'm your host, Latasha Ingram. Let's get into it. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Oh my goodness, girlfriend. Hello, today's episode is sponsored by Coached by Tasha, where single mothers go to get help with building healthy co-parenting relationships. You can join my emailing list as well as get valuable resources for your own unique co-parenting style just by visiting my website, coachedbytasha.com. Thank you. Hey, y'all. <laughs> it's your girl, Tasha. All right. So in today's episode, I want to bring to your attention that as a single mother, because I'm speaking to the single mothers, I want to let y'all know there's a lot of things that I've been through that I see other women going through, other mothers, single mothers, whatever. I see y'all going through the same thing. And I just want to share a story with y'all. And I want to share with y'all how I got through that situation or actually just what the situation was. So for those of you who don't know by now, I am a single mother who has built a healthy co-parenting relationship with my son's dad. I'm 13 years in the parenting game. And throughout these 13 years, especially earlier on, I thought about how I could have done some things differently. Granted, I didn't know that things would turn out as good as they are now because no one ever knows what the future holds for them. We are all just waiting to see what happens. Hopefully, we are all hoping for the best So let's start there because anyone who is in an unplanned pregnancy should listen closely or perhaps you can suggest this episode to someone else. Okay, I say that I hope we are all hoping for the best because sometimes being a single mother can take a toll on you. It affects your mind, your self-esteem, your appearance, your ambition, your attitude and your opportunities. And because of that, there may be a time or two that a person does some things out of emotion without really thinking about the possible consequences. There is a song called What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And there are two lines that go like this. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Let me tell you all how those words resonate with the earlier part of my co-parenting experience. When I found out that I was pregnant. I was not in a relationship with anyone. And quite frankly, I hadn't planned on ever having children. My son's dad told me he wanted to be present during the pregnancy. And he was. He went to the doctor's appointments, helped with the baby shower and was there for the whole labor and delivery. He didn't cause any stress during my pregnancy. So I just knew that everything would be perfect when our son was born. I was wrong, though. After I got home from the hospital, I was disappointed that he wasn't as available as I needed him to be post-pregnancy. I was fed up with the excuses and every time he said something, I just knew that he was lying. I started doing whatever I thought was going to convince this man that he needed to help me out by taking our son for longer than a few minutes. I had hoped that he would be like, I see your point. I need to do better and take my son for a couple of nights and then I get him back. It got to the point where I was called a crazy baby mama because what did I do? I started calling him nonstop, leaving voicemails and text messages. I would drive to his house and interrupt anything that he had going on. And I would drive 
past his house sometimes too. Apparently doing what you have to do to get your child's father to follow through with his responsibility makes you crazy. But let me stay right there for a moment. Wanting your child's father to be the best father possible doesn't make you seem crazy. It's what you do to try and make him who you want him to be that makes you look crazy. Keep in mind that while you want him to do things your way, he has an idea what he wants to do and he doesn't need the extra stress of what you have going on in your head. So after eight years of not getting my way, I started to see where I was going about things the wrong way. And even five years after that, I still have to look at myself and see where I need to right my wrongs. Eight years of mess doesn't just clean itself up in a matter of months or even in just a few years. There's always some work that needs to be done. So anyway, here's where the lyrics to the song come into play. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. So I told you that I used to call my son's dad nonstop. Well, 60% of those calls were not answered. (laughs) And 39% of those calls ended in arguments that I had started. I didn't need to make every phone call that I made, but I called anyway. I figured he might not answer. And when he didn't answer it, I would either leave a voicemail or a text message. That still didn't make him call me back. So now I'm mad that I look and feel stupid because he isn't giving me the reaction that I want. I would scream from being so angry. I would cry from feeling neglected. I would call someone else and tell them how inconsiderate my son's dad was. Then I would be even more upset when someone thought that I was doing too much unnecessary stuff. Just anger on top of anger. The best solution would have been to stop calling him because really I didn't have anything helpful to say and I wasn't calling to have a peaceful conversation. Just repeating what I said before and having a worse attitude each time. Then I would tell people what happened and blame him for all of it. Now I stopped blaming my son's dad for my actions a few years ago and instead I began to think of what I could have done differently. That's when the useless call stopped, the uninvited visit stopped, the arguing lessened, and I started trying to make the co-parenting situation actually work. So here are a few suggestions for new mothers or pregnant moms whose pregnancies weren't planned or if you already feel like you and your child's father are not going to be together. Because this is my experience and maybe one, two, or all of you can relate or you know someone it can relate to. Now, my situation is not a one-size-fits-all, but you may be able to take something from it and move forward and at least start to build a healthier co-parenting relationship. Because if both parents can be present um, positively in a child's life, let's make that happen, okay? And whenever things start to work out and the parents can get along, you'll realize just how important it is to have both parents in the child's life, even if both parents aren't in each other's life, okay? Because it's not always about us. So the first suggestion that I have is before your baby is born, keep a positive attitude about life. I was told by my aunt during my pregnancy that however you act when you are pregnant, that is how your baby will act when they are born. So I had to stop dealing with some people during my pregnancy because I kept being upset about something when I was around them or sometimes they were saying stuff that would upset me and make me cry. And y'all know how people do that. They want to tell you what you should do during your pregnancy, what you shouldn't do, how to be petty, how to get back at someone, how to just um, uh, think that the worst is going to happen. You know, those people are going to come, right? They're going to come. Somebody's going to come and say something that's going to make you upset. And in that moment, you might feel like I have to deal with this now. But in all actuality, you don't. And I didn't want to have a crybaby 
from me crying all the time. And I certainly didn't want to have a baby that had a terrible attitude because I was always upset. So my aunt and I have a similar sense of humor. So she kept me laughing. She also gave me some positive things to look forward to during and after my pregnancy. So y'all need to get someone who is going to be there to make sure that your pregnancy is going to be as smooth as it can be because we need help during pregnancy too. We get stressed. You can even get depressed during your pregnancy. So you need someone there. And when I say need, I say need. I don't say just find somebody. You need somebody there to keep you on track with your happiness. Okay. Now, for the most part, I was very happy during my pregnancy. I lost my job, though, the month before my son was born. And my aunt helped me realize that everything was going to be okay, And it was. So rule number one, make sure you and your child are emotionally okay before they get here. My second suggestion, you will have an idea of whether you and your child's father are going to be in a relationship with each other when the baby is born. I know some of y'all who if you're pregnant right now. You're probably thinking, yeah, I don't think it's going to work between us. That's probably why your mind is all over the place. Or those of you who have already had a child and you are a single mother, or if you had a child and you're not with the child's father, at some point you knew, you knew this isn't, we're not about to be together. He's not going to be my boyfriend. He's not going to be my husband. And I'm not even sure if he's going to be around. We all have that feeling. We just know, right? If you feel like he is not going to be your boyfriend or husband, then just accept that. Don't make a big deal about it. You've had ex-boyfriends before. I suggest asking him, though, is he ready for the responsibilities that come with having a baby? If he says no or seems distant when you ask him, then do not push the issue. I learned that asking the same question over and over about what somebody is ready for is not going to make them ready. I also learned that trying to make somebody feel the same way that you feel about parenting is not going to make them a good parent, especially if you're a first time parent because you don't know. You don't know neither, right? If your pregnancy was not planned, then nine months is not a lot of time to get your mind and life in order for a baby to arrive. You move at your pace and let them move at theirs. As harsh as that sounds now, you have to give time time. Maybe he will come around quickly. Maybe he won't. But if your goal is to have him in your child's life and be a good influence to the child, then that cannot be rushed. You do not want to be the reason that takes a long time for your um, child's father to come around. And you definitely don't want to be a part of the reason that he doesn't come around at all. Y'all don't heard stories about that. My baby mama is the reason why I can't see my child. If it wasn't for her, you don't even want to be a part of that. And it still might be said anyway, but you have to lead by example. Let the life that you lead in front of your child and in front of everyone else speak for you whenever someone has something bad to say on your name, right? Number three, third suggestion I have, do not beg. Yes, I said beg. Do not beg your child's father to be in y'all's lives. If he wants to be left alone, leave him alone. He has your phone number. So if and when he wants to be involved or needs information, he will contact you. Do not continuously ask him to be there for you or your child. Parenting comes natural for some people and for others, it doesn't come at all. One problem that I came across early into being a mom was when I made all that fuss about my son's dad keeping our son. (laughs) Then (laughs) when he agreed to keep him overnight, he said that he was keeping him all week. Y'all, my heart sank because I was hit with reality. Like I didn't feel like I even trusted this man to be alone with our son for one night, let alone a whole week. 
So why was I making such an effort to get him to agree to take our child for one night? I say that to say this. If you are a single mother who fusses with your child's father because you think that you are going to get your way or make him feel some type of way, then ask yourself, is this really what I want? You'll get so used to him saying no to everything that you may not be prepared for the day that he says yes. So don't get carried away with being so annoying that you forget why you do what you do. Also, instead of asking him to take and keep the child, you can wait for him to ask to keep the child. And at that point, the choice is up to you. Not for you to say, no, you can't keep him, but you get to make arrangements that are in your favor. Maybe it can be at a place that you two agree on. Maybe you can say, hey, yeah, you can see him. I'll meet you at the park for a couple hours. I'll meet you at McDonald's. I'll meet you here. I'll meet you there. But don't do anything like, oh, yeah, come to the house and you can see him. Or I'll come to your house and you can see him. Do something open. Because it seems like you have different intentions whenever you want, you know, the child's father to come to your house when y'all aren't together. And something else I've learned is whenever you do things like come to my house or I'll come to your house, it messes up the whole vibe that could possibly take place in as a benefit for your child. You know, it, it starts to seem like, oh, you just want me to come over there for you. And even if that's not in your intention, just believe me when I say don't ever say come to my house or I'll come to yours. Just don't do that. Trust me on that one. Okay. So maybe it can be a place that you two agree on and only for a few hours and then work your way up to overnight or over the weekend. Right. Number four, the fourth suggestion that I have, build your support group. You know, people evaluate who you spend time with now. Because you are going to need help. Some days it will feel like you only want the child's father to keep them when you can't. But do you have a friend that has children already? And they may not mind helping you out by having your child with them every now and then. Y'all could, could exchange. They keep your child or your children a couple hours. You keep their child or their children for a couple hours. Does any of your family members live close by? My granny lived about an hour away, 45 minutes to an hour away from me. My aunt lived about 35, 45 minutes away from me also. And they did not mind keeping my son on the weekends. Um, I would pack a bag or two or three or four. Cause I used to pack a lot of stuff, but I would call up my aunt like, Hey, can you keep my son, you know, Friday night or Friday and Saturday night? I get him Sunday. She'd be like, yeah, call my granny. Can can you keep him for a couple of nights? She was like, yeah, he's not in daycare. Bring him down here. I keep him all week. So does any of your family members live close by? And it doesn't have to be right down the street. Now, for me, I grew up in the country. So anything less than two hours is pretty much right down the street to me. It's like right down the road. If you go down here, you know, about an hour, turn, go down there about 30 minutes, and you'll be there. <laughs> in the country, since everything is so spaced out, like a lot of stuff, a lot of references are just like right down the road, right? So I had family that was close by and whenever I got pregnant, I lived in my aunt's basement and then because I wasn't supposed to be there that long, but I lived in my aunt's basement. I got pregnant. My son's whole first year of his life was spent with me in my son's in my in my aunt's basement and it was made like a studio apartment. It's not like we didn't have no lights and we were chained to the walls or anything, but we lived in my aunt's basement together for the whole first year. Now, my aunt and her family, her husband, her two kids lived upstairs and her youngest child was a girl. She was eight years old when I had my son. And so I would pay her like 50 cents if she would watch him for like an hour. Like, I need to take a nap. Can you watch him? She was like, yeah. 
you know, I give you 50 cent if you will do this, if you will do that. So I had babysitters upstairs and then I had my uh, other aunt and my granny. And um, that was my family. My cousin, she worked from home. So she was like, I'm already at the house. I can watch him. And she would watch him while I went to school because I did go to beauty school, you know. So I had I had support from my family. And I think people tend to forget that there's more people out here than your child's father that can watch your child, that can help you out. But some days I just got so stuck on, he's the daddy, he should have him. He's the daddy, I'm going to take him to his daddy. <sighs> you know how they say you can, you can mess up your own blessing? So again, if you're listening to this episode and you are going through a situation where you're trying to get your son's father or your child, your daughter's father to keep them, Baby, lean on your support system. That's what they're there for, to support you. All those family members that say, oh, I'm so happy that you're pregnant. I can't wait to keep the baby. Hold them to it. Because some people say it because they mean it. Now, aside from your family, do you have any co-workers that you can have babysit for you and you do the same for them? Now, when I went to beauty school, um, a lot of people in there had kids. There was a woman who... Her, she and her husband both were on unemployment during when we were in beauty, beauty school, excuse me, when we were in beauty school and I was on unemployment too. A lot of us were on unemployment and um, her husband was home. And so she had said that the car had messed up and she needed a ride to school, like beauty school the next day. And I was like, um, well, shoot, what you going to give me? She was like, uh, my son, my husband can babysit your son while we in school. You come pick me up, drop the baby off. And then you bring me back home, pick him back up. That was an even exchange. I had another woman that um, that was at beauty school with me. And if I needed a night off or if I wanted to go do something, she could keep my son for a couple hours. So do you have any co-workers or anyone that you see on the daily that you could babysit for them and they babysit for you? Do you go to church or any functions that have older people who have nothing to do but could use the company of a baby or a toddler. They say a baby adds years to an elderly person's life. And I truly do believe that. There was a woman at my church. She had kids. And my son, when he was younger, he liked two of her children. He, he didn't like the oldest one. And she was the sweetest. He didn't really like her too much. But I had, she had said, hey, if you ever need a babysitter, let me know. People will offer to keep your kids. And you get a vibe about them. And she kept my son. And she was from my church. And then, you know, fast forward to 2016, her husband sold me the truck that I have right now. And my credit score was horrible. It was like a 450. When I got my truck, I had like a 450 credit score. And I had been going around looking for a vehicle for like months. And I get there and he sees me and he recognizes who I am. And I told him how much I wanted to put down and how much I wanted to pay for my truck. And he got it for me. So um, make sure you're building bonds with people. Even if you don't have a kid, build bonds with people, right? Some old people, whenever I say, you know, is there anyone, an elderly who could keep your baby or your toddler? There are some old people who just want someone to care for so that they feel needed in some kind of way. So they just might be the right, you know, so they might be the person that you can rely on whenever you need them. You ever just felt like you wanted to be needed? Like whenever your child, if you only have one child and that child gets into their teen years and they're becoming more independent, they don't talk to you as much. They talk to their friends. They're not up under you anymore. They're up under their friends. They don't want to do as many things with you. They want to do things with their friends. Like 
You ever just felt like, man, but I, I need you to need me. <laughs> like I liked fixing your food. I liked holding your hand. I liked picking out your clothes. I liked helping you get dressed. I liked helping you, you know, figure life out. But now you're more independent. That's how some people get. That's how I get sometimes. And now I have a puppy because I'm about to be 40 and I don't need no more kids. Not at the age of 40, especially if I'm still single. So there are some people who just want to feel like somebody needs them. Right now, the more help that you have on your side and the more you realize these people are there to help you, the less time and energy you will invest in trying to get the child's father to be who you want him to be. Trying to get him to be 30 people at one time. There's a lot of people who have qualities that when you add them up, that's just enough. Okay, don't beg that man. Just just don't beg him. Now, this is going to be a hard one for some of y'all listeners. This is my fifth suggestion. But it's look, when I say it, it might make a light bulb turn on. So before I say this, I want to be clear that I'm not biased all of the time. (laughs) So (laughs) if I don't say this, though, then I could come across as someone who feels like the mother is the best person to have, you know, in her children's life. So here goes. Just like there are men who are not ready for children, there are women who aren't ready neither. If you are a woman who feels like nine months is not enough time to get ready for your life to change by having another person to be responsible for. Or if you feel like you will give up your dreams or lifestyle because of parenthood, then don't feel bad if you have a man that is willing to take full responsibility for the child. I know y'all have seen it before. Single fathers who say, oh, I have full custody. Yeah, my my children's mother is alive, but she, you know, she didn't she couldn't handle it. She didn't want to be a mother right now. And we give the mothers a bad rep, but I mean, don't let anyone make you feel bad for your decision. You should know yourself better than anyone else knows you. And the child's best interest is what's important. There is a lot of judgment against mothers who do not have their children. However, there is going to be judgment no matter what you do. So do what you think is best for the child. Even if you have to partially remove yourself from the picture. And I say partially as in... Um, letting the father have the child full time or just letting him have the child the majority of the time. And maybe you have a few weekends or holidays, but that can all be discussed before you have the baby. It can be discussed after you have the baby, um, whatever the case may be. All right. Now back to my personal situation. When I started to really want to understand what I wanted for my son's dad and what I wanted for my son, I did communicate that to my son's dad in a calm and genuine way. And over time, we were able to talk and text without all the drama. When you can communicate with each other effectively, so much can get done to benefit the child. Because no one is in charge. No one is in control. But that leaves room for you to make suggestions and for the father to make suggestions and even room for your child to get in on the decision making. It's peaceful over here. 13 years later, and I figured out the formula For me, my co-parenting relationship is healthy. I I, I can honestly say we have a healthy co-parenting relationship and it's healthier than most people. But I had, but if, if I hadn't taken a step back and said, hold on, something is not working here. Something has to change. Then I would have forfeited all the peace that I have gained. A lot of my life stress was connected to being a single mother. 
A lot of outside influences made me the person that I was, but I had to deal with decisions on my own a lot of time. But now I can say that this piece that I have with co-parenting is meant for me and your piece is waiting for you if you don't have it already. And actually, I've written an ebook about healthy co-parenting that gives more insight to how you can make co-parenting work for you. Now, there is information about the relationships and the influences that you have, as well as worksheets and bonus content. So the influences that you have during co-parenting is not just from your child's father. And if you've never tried to build a healthy co-parenting relationship or if you've never, you know, thought, what would it be like? Or if you're in a place where you're just still being petty and I'm going to say petty because you won't even realize how petty you are until all that mess is over. But if you're in a situation where you're still being petty, you can't cooperate with your child's father. You can't get him to do anything. He can't get you to do anything. Y'all can't talk. You're always yelling. You're always arguing. You're always bitter. You're always trying to make a scene. You're always trying to one up the other person. It's a lot of influences going on. Somebody is in your ear. Somebody is in his ear or y'all just making this stuff up, making this stuff up as you go along. But there is a way to make co-parenting work for you. Now, this book, the ebook about healthy co-parenting can be found on my website, coachedbytasha.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-E-D-B-Y-T-A. SHA.com. Now, I've also written an ebook about finding your own personal peace outside of being a mom. Because there are areas of our life that are all jacked up for a good amount of reasons. But my ebook that's titled Five Moments When You Should Be at Peace will help you get started with finding your peace and maintaining it. This ebook can be found on my website too, coachbytasha.com. Now, from this day forward, I want you to identify where you need to make personal life adjustments for the sake of you and your child, because deep down, I know that girlfriend, you've got this.